This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Welcome to the W12 podcast. My name is Ben Platt. Uh, we've got a new season which we are all absolutely looking forward to. We've got a bumper show today. We've got ours legend Jamie Mackey joining us, where we're going to go through some of the QPR old days, see what he thinks about the new squad, see if we can get a couple of stories out of him. Um, but before we start, let me introduce you to who we got on the pod today. Duncan McCready, how are you? I'm good, mate. It's been a long time. I've missed you. How are you doing? That's been a while, hasn't it? When, when was the last time? Was it three months ago? I'm a bit out of kilt with all the... Because you know, the season started at all different times. Yeah. It's been a while. Was it May? Yeah. May, wasn't it? Yeah. Last time we did one. Alex, how are we? Yeah, good. Lovely. Good to see you all again. Nice to uh, be back for uh, the second season. Brad, <laughs> how are you? How is everyone? Good to see you all again. Alex, still in his shed. Loving it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right lads where do we start I'll tell you what I need I need someone to to bring me back down a little bit because I'm just looking at QPR at the moment um, we signers this summer look spot on pre-season's gone well we've got a manager about to sign a new contract we've got an assistant who has turned down a championship job to stay um you know, Austin's back, Johansson's back, everyone's happy. We're everyone's dark horses. Somebody Who are we? Is this, is this is this QPR? I know. Someone needs to hit me with this reality <laughs> QPR stick because it's it, it don't feel right. None of us are used to this, are we? We're not used to feeding like this. No, it's like it, the difference is normally we have this optimism a little bit that we've got a couple of new signings and we're a bit like, oh yeah, they're gonna be gonna be all right. And then we soon get realise that it's not going to happen, and it's going to be a 16th place finish <laughs> again. What I mean, what are we all thinking? Am I wrong to be optimistic? No, not at all. I'm thinking playoffs. That's all I'm thinking. That squad we've got there. 
I mean, every, everything we said on the last season, player-wise, the loan signings, it's happened. We've even made a few more, which is brilliant. Put even pace in the team. Moses. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. What do we, what do we, what we think about the signings? So, we've obviously, we've got Johansson and Austin in, which actually none of us thought we would do, actually. It was either one or... or um, so we've managed to do both. We've got in Jordi, we've got in um, Dizel, Andre Dizel. Um, we've brought in Jimmy Dunn, looks like he could be a good player. Sam McCallum. We've, like we've done a good bit of business. Whoever's in charge, whoever's in charge of those those transfers, whether it's Warbs or Amit or whoever, I think they've done a, a sterling job. And yeah, we well, I think we all said it back in May, it was either going to be Johansson or Austin over the moon that we've got both. Um, but I think, yeah, the likes of Jimmy Dunn, Premier League quality, scored a Premier League goal. Um, yeah, I, I just think there's some, I, I mean, you think about, uh, was it McCallum you said? The Coventry fans, I think I saw on Twitter, they were so upset that he's um, he's not gone back to them for for another loan. So he looks like he could be a little quality player. So, yeah, some great great business. We've we've sorted out the biggest issue of last season, haven't we? Which is the fullbacks for me. Like you know, that was number one thing that we needed to sort. Well, obviously, the loans, bringing in the loans, but next was sorting out those, those fullbacks and and it, and it's. Kane and Nico out, unfortunately, but they're probably not up to it. And it looks like two upgrades, really, if we can keep them fit. So that's a massive positive. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, agree more. It's almost going to be, it's almost gonna be uh, a bit of a competition, isn't it, for left-back for me? Sam McCallum or Lee Wallace? I don't know about your thoughts. I don't know who you think. I think it's a position where you can't play a whole season right or left wing back. It's a, such a big job. You're up and down that pitch constantly. I think Lee Wallace will start and as the season goes on, I'd imagine Sam McCallum would take over. But Lee Wallace will still play a big part, I would have thought, because it looked like it seems like he's going to be captain. I don't know if anyone saw him captaining at United. Yeah. I think it was Dickie at Cambridge, but Wallace wasn't there. So, you know, he's, you know that would tell you that he's going to be a big part of the squad or the team. Yeah, you would have thought so. I think he's 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 creeping that that wrong side of thirty. So I think it's smart to bring in someone of quality like McCallum to back him up. Because look, we know this championship: Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. I think it would be a tough ask for for, for Wallace probably to do the whole thing. But at least we've got quality backup, and I think it's probably a good idea that maybe you've got a few uh, secondary captains in there, so the likes of Dicky can quite easily step in and take over when he's not there. Austin Johansson is yeah, captain yeah. of Norway, yeah. you know. Just I think that's the great thing about us this year. Sorry, Dunk. I think that's the great thing about us this year that, that whether you've got the armband or not, we, we've got a team of captains. Um, and I think that's, that's so crucial for a, a club that is going to hopefully push for, for promotion. I feel, like yeah. we're, I feel like we're an attacker away from just having the perfect team. Like, and I, when I mean attacker, I mean someone, not Josh Windhouse himself, but someone like of that ilk who can fill in in any forward position. I just that, feel um, like... I saw a few rumours on Twitter that we could be linked with that um, Eddie and Katia of Arsenal on loan. I saw I think, that. Like, yeah, if I we get that. him on loan, if we get him on loan, I think that's... Playoffs guaranteed, isn't it? I don't know where that comes from, but... Uh, so I, I, saw, I, was, I, 
I saw on Twitter, so it's probably one of those kind of rumours that's like just people want to happen, but ain't going to happen. But if we've got someone like him in, I think he could be the final piece of the jigsaw this year. We just need someone to get in behind. That's what that's what worries me a little bit sometimes. If you want to stretch a team, get in behind. If we're up against it, knock it over the top, you know, and they chase it. We haven't really got that electric pace. I think Willick's quite fast. But other than that, there isn't really much pace floating, knocking about, is there? And um, I mean, we don't play like that, so we might be all right. But I'm just thinking, also, if Austin or Dykes get injured, you, you, you know, Kelman, you know, I'd like to see a bit more of him, but I'm still not sure he's up to up to the standard. Yeah, there must be a reason, though. Obviously, with Bond going, and we've kept Kelman as a third choice. You know, Wolves must see something in him, you know, that we don't see. I think also, I think our team, attackers-wise, we've, we've got so many options. And I've, we've got Willock, Chair, you know what I mean? We've got so much going forward. It's going to be tough to pick a 11 for me, I think. i tell you what, actually, looking at this, and I, I, I know we sometimes always say this, but I think, I, I think this couldn't be more true, that the Championship this year is as weak as I've ever seen it. I mean, I looked at the other day and I looked at some transfers. Six teams, six, five or six teams haven't even made a signing yet. Um, you know, you look at the teams that have come up, Peterborough, Blackpool, ugh, they look okay, but um, normally you get a big team come up, don't you? Like, um, you've got Fulham, Sheffield, what, West Brom, um, Sheffield United, they look okay, but they don't look unbeatable, do they? And I just think outside of them three... I can't look look at a squad and go that that squad is better than ours. So you, you don't agree with the chat then going on as a big four in the championship this year then, with Bournemouth added into the three that came down. Well, I think Bournemouth are going to be weaker than they were last year, and they struggled last year. So I mean, they got Parker in again. Could yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think when you look at the other teams in the league, there's nothing for us to fear this year. I think our squad we've got. Depth, quality all over the pitch. Like, I don't see why we have any team in that league that we should be thinking we're going to get like done over by anyone. No, I think this season, I think it's going to be back to the old school of championship. Literally, you can be bottom away to top, and and you yeah. could do them over quite easily. I think it's going to be a really exciting championship. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun. I love. The, I tell you what, one thing I've got. Here, I love the new kits. I don't know about you guys, but oh. the, the kits look. They've nailed that as well. I know it just <laughs> adds to it. It's just so it's weird. Everything, like, normally, everything, everything. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time we've had a home? Ad- I mean, I think I saw something on Twitter. Uh, Dunk up in on there as well, and 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 I think there was uh, someone that put we would have won the league if it was down to uh, football kits. I think I think they're absolutely quality, both home and away. <laughs> Area oh. absolutely nailed it. The black one, though, I'm all yeah, about the, that. The away kit is absolutely a thing of beauty. You got that one, Brad. Yeah. What's it feel like? Is it good quality? Yeah, I've got it. I think I've got it in a bit of smaller size. I went for large, which should have been extra large. But <laughs> it feels like, good. You know, I tell you what, I had the home kit last year. The only thing that annoyed me about the home kit, or probably both of them, was around the neck. It seemed like yeah. when you've got it over your head. Yeah. What's, what's it like? That is it a bit more forgiving or? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a bit of a big neck at it. Oh, teammate, so. double chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna go down on um, 
on the seventh, and I'm gonna have a good look around. Quite like the training kit as well. <laughs> you know, I think that yeah. looks decent. Um, one thing, one thing I want to mention: shame about um, field injury, isn't it? Like, you know, I think he would have him and Johansson was probably going to be the centre midfield. I would have thought it would have started the season, so it's a shame. Yeah, um, it's a similar thing to what happened at West Brom. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was a knee, isn't it? I'm not sure if it's the same knee. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's disappointment, isn't it? And actually, it begs a bigger question that that um, I, I, I saw um, Warburton mention in one of his interviews was some of these players, we've just got to be a little bit careful with some of them, haven't we? Like they, you know, we've got Johansson, Austin, um, you're, you're, even Jordy, like yeah. a lot of players that just, uh, you know what I mean? They've got a bit of an injury past, you know, Odebaijo, um, you know, Wallace is, you know, there's, there's quite What's a few. What's going on with that? What's that? It seems to go quiet with that kid. It's, again, I've seen stuff on Twitter that's all being announced tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's a done deal. Yeah. Just, yeah. He, yeah. People are saying he signed today, it's yeah. going to be announced tomorrow. So I don't, I don't think anyone else what is really in for him. Yeah, he, he looks like he's, I think people, you hear from other teams, they said like, if he's fit, he's decent, but he is injury prone. But going back to last season, I think, that was one of the things I think as a club we were good at was managing our players. Because I don't think we actually really had that many injuries to key players throughout the season, did we? I think we managed to keep everyone fit. And I think we got annoyed with some of the substitutions Warburton was making, but it was game management for the actual players and getting the players off that needed to come off and needed the break. So, I mean, if we can do that and keep the results going the right way, yeah. then it should be a good, good, good year. Well, well, look, last season, towards the, the half last of the season we would have finished third I think I think it is going off points and form we would have finished third so you know we've, that should bring us into this season we've got the same players I know Field's going to be out but we've added we've added to that so we're only going to come back stronger and I've, I'm hoping this season that clubs come to us we've just beat Man United you know what I mean not a bad Man United team either was it we've just beat Man United you know hoping teams look at that and think God you know keep your army in business this season that's, that's what I'm hoping. I think one of the big things from this transfer window as well is we've lost nobody of any like real importance. Do yeah. I mean, we, like, do we, I've, not once have I had anyone linked with any of our key players, not had anyone come in for Senny, anyone come in for the chair. Like, there's no rumours. And I think that's good for the team. Stability for um, Warburton. Everything's looking good. If it's start, got touching, that. start touching that wood behind you, Dunk. Yeah, I was going to say. It's got that now or never feeling, hasn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Whereas, you know, these players next summer, we don't got this summer, they're going to be like, heads are going to be turned. Diang has a good season. You know, really has keeps moving on up. Dickie just keeps, you know, I've got no doubt that Dickie's going to be unbelievable this season. Um, and these sort of players, you end up losing them, don't you? We need to sell at some point again. You know, we, we've had a summer off this year because, because of the easy money, but that, you know, we will need to sell again. So, unless we yeah. get promoted, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we love keep the positive vibes going. Going on, players coming in. Well, I just want to ask you players that we've not many, but the players we've let go out, we've let go. What What are your thoughts? You know, your Lumley, your Kelly's. What do, is there a miss? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't think so personally. I, I mean, I, I think Lum, Lumley, out of all of them, was a nice guy. I think he was at QPR. He was like a young kid, right? So I think probably more from a, 
uh, a sentimental perspective, you're kind of sad to see him go. But Kelly, I, I never rated. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, well, Kane, we know what he said. So um, there wasn't any room for him. So no, I, I, I don't think we're, we're any weaker as such. And I think we're probably stronger. So I don't think they're going to be missed. No, I think the, I think the club have, have played a blinder, really. I think Lumley fell out with Warbs over something, and you just can't have that sort of stuff, it, it, you know, niggling in the background when you're trying to go promotion. His contract was up, and he wasn't going to be above Seni. Same with Kelly, get him off the books, a bit of wages. Uh, Kane as well, just, you know, he's and, and Nico, they just weren't up to it, especially top end championship. And Cameron was just you know, wanted to leave and he's older and yeah, I mean, we'll miss his experience of anything. Um, but other than that, I mean, Bond, it, he needs, he needs games, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He can't just keep Bond coming is, on for 10 minutes. He's that kind of age as a striker where he wants to be playing week in, week out and he's third choice. Like, if like possibly even fourth choice. So, he needs to. He wants to keep, keep him fit. If he goes and has a good season at Ipswich, bangs a loads of goals in, comes back confident. Who knows? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. If Bond goes in there and sort of, he could score 15, 20 goals in that league quite, quite easily. And if he does, he comes back a better player. Um, you know, he'll fill the Austin void when he does eventually leave. Um, possibly. Yeah. I tell you, what I do really like. That Jimmy Dunn looks. I know you mentioned it, Alex, but he looks like he, he looks like Dicky, but just just a different person. But they look and play the same. I get confused with them when they're playing. I don't know if you're watching the game, Cambridge game. I kept thinking it was Dicky, but it was Dunn and the other way around. So if you can, you know, get them together and you know Geordie or or Barbe, oh, that you know that. And I'd like to keep Masterson as well. I think that mm. that is five good centre backs. You know, um, I know it'd probably be beneficial to load out Masterson, you know, just for his experience. But if we if if he didn't go, I don't think it'd be a bad thing. I think there's quality all over the pitch at the minute. I mean, it's yeah, as you said, we don't want to get perhaps too ahead of ourselves here, but it's, it's <laughs> it, it is exciting. It's exciting. There's there's some there's some good quality around. It's, it'll be good, and it's it's all time back when we can go and. Uh, actually watch this live as well so I'm, I'm really looking forward to go seeing them because I think I think whatever happens look we're not gonna we're not gonna walk the league we're not gonna win every game they're gonna give everything they're gonna give them. I think they're gonna play some pretty attractive football which down at Loftus Road we always like to see some nice attacking attractive football so we love it we need Elias to step up I think that's one key point that I feel like he just needs to step it up again. He had a good season last season, really good season, but I just feel this this season is, you know, the stepping stone for him to be double figure goals, double figure assists, or at least one or the other, um, and just kick on, mate. That's I mean, we need him to do that. We missed it. We missed it definitely at the start of the season and in games, quite a few games, especially at home, we missed him. Quite a lot. He went. He went missing, didn't he? You think he's yeah, a bit but more I mean, of a, like, he's a bit more of a player about with a crowd behind him. If he's got if he's got people uh, cheering him on, is he more? He'll be up for it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think he needs that kind of the atmosphere. I think yeah. certain players can really motivate themselves, can't they? When we're just within, I think some players need the fans on them, like need the chance going. But I Must think be that Moroccan thing, he's like a devil, yeah. right? <laughs> 
Well, I think the problem, the thing with um, Chair this yeah. year is we've got options. So it's he's not going to be everything through him, which might give him more space on the pitch. Of a lot of the times last season, especially the beginning half of the season, everything was going through him. And I think we he then got marked out of games, which now we've got Willock, we've got Austin, we've got Johansson. He's going to have more pockets of space and he can be more creative, hopefully. Yeah, Willock... Will- Willock, he's one of them, and he like I just he he could he could really kick on this season as well, couldn't he? He could be a massive I player. He, he could be a massive player. So um, yeah, we, we I think we'll keep an eye we'll keep an eye on keep an eye on Willock. It's just whether he starts two up front or Willock and share. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I still think I think Willock this season is going to be one to what one to look out for. I think he's going to have a really good season, Willock. How you doing, Jamie? Okay. Great. Sounds flagged up here. Look, I'm miles off it. Continue. There we go. <laughs> I thought I thought these days were done, lads. The Zoom calls. I've just I've been happy to bin them. Do you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> How are you anyway? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you guys? All right. We're good, yeah, mate. Good. Really yeah. good. We're too optimistic over here. I mean, we'll get through that in a minute, but I think. QPR fans I, at the moment. I am, we, as, I am as well, so maybe I'm not going to be able to calm you down. I think oh, <laughs> that's what we were hoping you were going to do. No, no, for sure. I'm, I, I'm not going to do that. I, I think I think it's good. It's it, it's good to be optimistic, though, isn't it? Start of the season. Why why wouldn't you be optimistic? I think you know. There's been times recently when I think we've gone into seasons and been a bit. It hasn't, you know. Although everyone's going to be optimistic, even when it might be not the right, you know, really you think it, it's probably not justified to be optimistic, but I think there's been plenty of years where there's been nothing to, to look forward to really deep down knowing that, and you still go and support um, like the fans always do. But this year, why not be optimistic start of the season without being crazy? Cause you know, there's going to be ups and downs in the season. Have you watched much of the, the, the team or have you got like a, you know, you seen much of the signings that have come in and, and, and what do you think? Yeah, so I spoke to, um, uh, obviously I speak to quite a few of the lads still, not ma- not many of the boys, if any now, that, that I played with. Um, but obviously I'm I'm in close contact with Rob Dickey a lot and I, I see Charlie Austin and speak to him, who, who's obviously, it's just amazing that he's back. And I think getting that signing over the line as a permanent is just so big because... It, I think, I, I don't know if it's a thing, but I, I really believe that other people who, who might be tempted for other clubs and or, or QPR over that, you see signings like Charlie and you're like, look, these aren't here to sort of like sustain a league position. These, these look like they, they want to kick on, especially after the second half of the season. And so I think the, the team's looking really good. I think it's positive signs. Pre-season, just... In terms of getting carried away in pre-season, and the lads would say that, it's just so, it's mad. The amount of pre-season I did where individuals would be unbelievable, the team would be unbelievable, and then you'd be really poor and individuals would be really poor and then vice versa. I think it's more a a fitness element early on and then the tactical element came into play probably the other night and the game before and then in the last game of pre-season, definitely you sort of get that more of a, of, a, of a tactical outlook on where the team's going to be. But in fairness, I think with the manager in place now, 
the tactics people knew. So new people coming in, the players who are already there can sort of implement that. And it doesn't have to be just from the manager because they know he's got a clear way of playing, right? So people know what their jobs are. You mentioned about Dicky there, and, and I mean, we were talking about it just before you came on about he, he's just unbelievable. Honestly, like we we knew he was good, but he last season he was yeah, we uh, he he just grew to a, a, to be in an unbelievable championship centre back within a space of a few months, and um, we know that he's going to be good this season. How good was he when you were playing with him? Did you know he was going to be that good? Yeah, I mean, he he's got first and foremost, he, he's a great lad, which I think. You, you hear that branded round sometimes, don't you? Oh, he's a great lad and it's sort of one of those things branded around. But he is he's a genuine good guy who who is not bothered about the frills and spills of being a footballer for people to know that. He loves playing football. Uh, he gets his head down, wants to train hard, wants to improve. He, he's very receptive to getting better. He wants to learn. And he's grown into, which is amazing for me to watch, he's growing into a leader. And I... Th- I the, the first year that I played with him, uh, when I went to Oxford, uh, he, he was fairly young, he'd played games and he, he was in a struggling side and, and it wasn't him who struggled, the team struggled. And I think for a younger centre-half playing with a fairly inexperienced centre-half next to him, it, it was a struggle that season. He came back the following pre-season and he'd had a good summer. It looked like he'd trained, he came back and the, the season when season four last, when QPR bought him in the summer, he was absolutely outstanding. He, he added, like I said, leadership to his game, um, a bit more aggression to his game, which I, I think really sort of sets him apart because I think naturally he's such a good footballer. He can come out with a ball and that the element of the game is so easy for him. That that That's what I think makes him, you know, one of, one of the top centre-halves in the championship. And the other things that he's, that he's working on is going to make him be massive for QPR this season and uh, what a great signing I, I, I know you know in my head of when I spoke to him it's just a great fit for him because the team want to play football and he's very comfortable with that so I'm so glad he's doing well but I, he, he, he get better and better for me. Did you influence him on the move I know I, I know you said before that you sort of spoke to him but was it a case of him just checking in or did you have to sort of did he have offer offers do you know or? He, he definitely had he definitely had more than QPR who wanted him and I think you know, you can see why. It's never, I think when you pay that kind of money for a defender, especially out of the league below, there's definitely going to be other offers and that almost drives the price up and and that's what it is. So he would have had, he definitely had more than one offer. I think that we definitely had conversations and but it wasn't like I in any way had to go, this is the one you've got to go. I think he knows that I, I would be impartial. But at the same time, I wouldn't have ever... If any young player came to me as an older player, I wouldn't just be completely impartial and throw, say, QPR's the best move for every player. It's got to, <laughs> you've got to, it's got to work. And I think that the timing of it, um, when I'd spoke to him, it just the, the way they want to play, um, the, the way the team's developing. And I think just it is a great, great opportunity for him to go to a club where it, where it fits. So literally, we had a few conversations about him and um, I can take absolutely no credit for him doing well last season, <laughs> let me tell you. But I'm, 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 I'm so happy that he's there and um, I get to watch him play and it's on our doorstep and keep both, both on it. I know. I saw that when you your last season with us, you, you, you were, Ilias Chair was around, um, just starting. 
what was he like then? Did you because you know, he's he's also sort of a player that's stepped up and he's going to be one of our big players this year. Um, did 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 you know then as well that he was going to be a, a good a good top championship player? Um, I undoubtedly he, he was he was in and around training, so in and out of things when I was there, and without a shadow, you could see he had ability. Um, that was. Anyone could see that because in training in five sides, he you know he he's got got a lot of technique. He's uh, manipulates the ball well, low centre of gravity. You could see that. Obviously, there's a player there. I think the again, which I'm I'm massive on, is go out and play football because it's all right in training. And I, at the time, in fairness, I think that they've done an unbelievable job with him because he wasn't ready from what I saw because I didn't think his decision making even in training. Maybe it was all about being on the ball and and doing that maybe a bit too much. He went off to to Stevenage on loan and he absolutely thrived. And that's what's amazing about going out and playing football because you learn when to to make the right decisions. And he's come back and he's and, and he's gone on. I think the latter half of the season when you get influences like Charlie in the change room, um, Johansson and more experienced players around him, they'll actually bring his game to another level because. Sometimes you don't have that demand from sort of um, older players who've been there and done that and actually done it at the top level. You can sort of get away with things in a game and maybe not work as hard off the ball, um, maybe hold on to the ball too long. And people might let you off just from being the nature of sort of having a young side where I know Charlie and people like that would be right on his case to make sure that he's doing a job off the ball as well as on the ball, because that's going to be important for him if if he wants to kick on and, and like you say, be a top championship player and really deliver. Because this season's a big season for him maybe to get a few more goals yeah. as well. Um, and I, I think we need that. I can't just rely on centre-forwards all the time. You need other people to chip in. Yeah. Jamie, what are you up to these days? I know we, I see you on Sky Sports. You pop up on a Tuesday or Wednesday on, on Soccer Sunday. Oh, we see you. I hear you from the other room. I'm sorry about that, mate. You can mute me. No, I can't, mate, because my missus hears your voice and she loves it. She's like, is Jamie's on the telly? I'm like, oh, all right. I wish mine did. She's happy to meet me, mate. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, I've I've done that last season and I've got the opportunity to do it. As you know, I love football. I'm I'm mad for it. I've watched all the games, so any game I can. I was really frustrated last season same as you guys, I'm sure that I couldn't go. It's the first year not playing and I couldn't go to a stadium and watch a game and I couldn't wait for a Friday night instead of eating boiled chicken and pasta. I could have a couple of beers, wake up in the morning, take my boy to the game and have a couple more beers and watch the game. But it, it, didn't, it didn't work out like that. So kind of the next best thing for me, I've got the opportunity to, I can watch games and I, I work for Sky, I did quite a few uh of the shows and got to watch and I've got the season obviously had the off season so that there wasn't any of that and then it starts next couple of weeks now next week and um, I think I've got a couple of QPR games for the EFL Sky actually in the studio watching a game so I'm really looking forward to that so it'd be good and it's it's good for me to do the QPR ones because obviously I know the side I know the side well and obviously the club so I'm looking forward to them so keeps me keeps me busy and watching football. What, what do you do on the breaks? You know, on a soccer Saturday, I always, I always think like when, the, when it's a break, does everyone just go mad and then come back, you know, a couple of minutes later? Do, what do you do on the break? 
take a breath. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it, it, nah, <laughs> it, the, the thing the thing is that that show I I love it and it kind of suits my it's fast pace it's it's very you, you've got a lot going on I think that people people watch it and I, I, I've done it before plenty of times and everyone's got their favoured pundits or or people in the media and you look at it and you think oh, it might be easy but when I first did it compared to now obviously it's a lot easier when I first did it, it was like headset on all the games going on you're watching your own game but then you're hearing people shouting all over the place and obviously you've got the producer saying we're coming to you next or three and then a goal will go in there and you've got to remember so it's really fast paced so when there's a break you're still watching your own game uh play out so you need to obviously know what's happened if, if they come back after a break and you've missed three chances and you're chatting away to your mate next door then then you've got to blag it so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about um, uh, you know about the promotion season. I don't think we could you know go about not talking about it. Um, I, I, well, I was looking through some stats before you come on, Jamie, because obviously you know we want to we want to make sure that we're professional on here. We know what we're talking about, and and I was looking at I didn't I, I didn't I feel if you remembered that you literally only played half the season. I, that for some yeah. reason didn't register. I just thought you scored and played the whole season, and it just reminded me. Did that tarnish the promotion? You know what, actually, it's, it's really funny because I, I don't feel in that season as well that I only played half the season until I like think, well, I didn't even play in the running, which like I would have loved, obviously, to have the sort of pressure of the running. Um, I kind of missed that. And at the time, it was like really frustrating. But the thing that made it that I've never actually really thought about that until you've asked me because we had such a good group of players who were like my, my actual mates who I was playing football with, the staff were amazing, that I felt as much involved as if I was starting on a weekend. And but I've heard people say that before, but you don't really feel part of it. I actually genuinely felt part of it. And the last three games, when it was sort of looking that we're edging really close to the title, I would travel quite a lot of the time to away games in the second half of the season, just go with the squad and be away with them and, as it was getting closer, I felt really part of it. And I think that I was lucky because I had a good individual, I had a really good first half of the season and obviously gutted, I broke my leg, but it was kind of, it wasn't through a lack of form or someone taking my place. I broke my leg and in fairness, the manager is amazing and he brought um, Wayne Routledge in who, I mean, what a player. He's still playing now. He's an incredible career and amazing professional and he was he was class. So I was sort of sitting there thinking, oh, I hope Wayne goes back when I'm fit so I get a game again. So, <laughs> but I, describe yourself, in it, with a Peter Crouch leg to the Wayne Routledge body. <laughs> That's I'm it. Sure. That is about right, mate. Honestly, yeah. That is my body shape. Weird. As you saw me run up and down the wing, you could probably tell I had a bizarre running technique. So it kind of worked now and again. It worked. Um, but yeah, I, the, the promotion season, like I said, we, we had... We had we were playing in the end. We got so close. We were playing. Obviously, you have ups and downs in the season. People have rows and whatnot. But the the team were, you know, very close. And the staff. It was like, I, yeah, I broke my leg, but it didn't matter to me. I just wanted to get. I just wanted the lads to get promoted. And and, and I knew as well, you know, me not playing is is irrelevant. They signed a proper good player who who played anyway, and I had the chance to. I was the biggest cheerleader, to be honest, because it was my best chance of ever playing in the Premier League and getting promoted. So, 
it was um I've never really thought about it, mate. I just buzzing to 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 get it done or the lads the lads got it done. Obviously you mentioned Warnock there. Um we spoke we chatted to a few people last season who played under Warnock and they've all got good stuff to say about him. Was it, have you got any mad stories? Did he did you ever fall out with him? I can imagine if you get on his bad is it if you get on his bad side, there's no return. Was that was that um, how you... I think that I think there'll there'll be players who potentially didn't play for him and just it was a blanket they didn't play. Any manager I didn't play for, I'm not going to say to you he's the best manager I've had because he obviously didn't fancy me and it it works like that, doesn't it? For me, he bought me from Plymouth um, into QPR the first year we got. He put a lot of faith in me from from signing from Plymouth. So. When you get signed directly by a manager who actually gone to the chairman and I want to sign, you've you've already got that trust within each other. So it helped that I had a good start and it was sort of justified that he brought me in where I was probably fairly unknown at that point of been playing in the championship or, or, or whatever. That there was a lot more high profile players who we brought in that summer. And I just sort of got my head down and, and played. And what I, I loved it in the sense that I don't like any grey area. I hate, you know, that in-between bit where you don't know where you stand. You know where you stand with him. So for me, it was it was a perfect relationship. He, I knew what I had to do off the ball. And in the final third, the game plan was, was very simple, but very effective for the championship. And we played good football, but we did it in a pragmatic way rather than going, we're going to risk conceding at the expense of four. And it was like, let's be very solid. But in the final third... It's down to you. And if you didn't do it and you didn't create anything on the day, you got told, be better or you're losing your shirt. It wasn't, there wasn't any, you knew it didn't even need to be said. A couple of times he came in and actually battered someone and it would be like on the Monday, like he did it to me, I think, for missing a chance shock, which I missed a few. So I probably got hammered quite a few times. But he, on Monica, I think he came in and he battered me and I was thinking, have you ever scored like, you know, I think I should have edited it and I went to volley it, something mental. And I was thinking, how many volleys he scored? Like, he's bashing me about <laughs> my technique of volleying. And he, anyway, lads were like buzzing off it because we, I think we might have drawn the game, we should have won. And on the Monday, he would come in and he'd pull me and he'd go, Jay, a bit harsh on you there on, on the weekend. Sorry about that, son, or something like that. And it'd be, and it'd be like, I'd let it go. You know, I'd let it go straight away anyway. But he, that, that, I had that relationship with him I knew where I stood he knew where he stood me I'd, I had the best manager I ever played for and that was just for me and the way I played so um, I absolutely loved it and, and would have played for him again I'd never had the opportunity but I would have ran to wherever he was to, to have the chance to play for him It's funny because you hear a lot of players say that about Warnock but then the manager we had after Warnock um, doesn't quite get the same reputation from players Mr. Mark Hughes, um, how did you find him as a manager? I found him um, very um, standoffish in the sense that you had massive inclusion with Neil Warnock in terms of the staff and the players. It was almost like a unity within itself. Now, that changed dramatically and it went from him and his main core of staff um, coaches the tight sort of circle and then the players it was very disconnected and I felt that you know when th- there's that respect level with a manager where they're not your pal and you're not 
asking them to be your pal. But at the same time, you want a bit of um, interaction on a personal level where you sort of feel that sort of rapport with them to, do you know what I mean? To, to yeah, yeah. sort of play for and and buy into what they're doing, not just a straight tactics board and organisation. You want a little bit of human yeah. the element of management. I mean, I find it very, whether, whether I can say I found him arrogant, to be honest, I did find that, that probably, I'm trying to think of another word, not to be polite, just to try and sum it up better. But I did, <laughs> I did that's probably, that, that, because I'm not bothered, I'll just be totally honest yeah. with how I found him. Is I found him quite arrogant, you know, like in the morning, she'd sort of walk into training, be like, like, not, it, it wouldn't be like a morning, morning sun or whatever they want to call me, morning Jamie, if you want to be, call me Jamie yeah. or whatever, but, or whoever it was, it was, it was, just, it was very, it was, it, it was very rigid in terms of that. Now, organisation was, was very good. Training was, some of our training was very good. I enjoyed that. And, you know, we stayed up in the first year and, and did get big results as that, but the, the, as a manager, it didn't, obviously, clearly everyone knows it didn't work and, and that was my take on it. Yeah, obviously, obviously during that season you scored some crucial goals in the Premier League. You have a favourite? Um, yeah, uh, Liverpool at home that season. Yeah, three-two game. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think not. Sometimes you score a goal or whatever, and it's you know a really good goal technically maybe that this was just a a one-on-one. Right, it wasn't that. It was the whole. We then went on, and it just sort of like we had a mad running that year. We've spoke about it so many times, and I'm sure you guys remember it as well. But it was on paper. You're like, well, other teams are gambled air down because of the the running we had, and it just gave us that. And my mate scored as well ahead of before me, so I was buzzing. Derry, it was Derry, <laughs> wasn't it? Derry, was it? Yeah. So then I knew, oh, we're definitely staying up. When he's bang one in, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and and it was you. I I don't know why people say. It. I mean, you, you guys obviously been to Loftus Road thousands of t- times between you, I'm sure. But other grounds say it as well, don't they? Under the lights, is mm. a, there is a different kind of a- atmosphere, isn't there, to a, to a normal Saturday game? I mean, next Saturday I'm coming to the game as well. I can't wait. Millwall at home, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Good way to kick off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kick off. So um, uh, th- those games, that'd be that'd be a great atmosphere. People haven't been at the stadiums, but a Tuesday night game, big game, big occasion. In the playoff year, I wasn't there, and the lads played Wigan at home. That game again under the lights. It, gave, mm-hmm. it would, it, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. It, that's a better the atmosphere. I don't know it just ramps up, and in that game, the atmosphere, the end of the game was. Uh, incredible that when we won 3-2 proper proper atmosphere actually the best I've seen in um, Loftus Road I think yeah obviously what about the City goal I always <laughs> like you know the City goal you know like in the, in the moment that actual moment like you looked like you were going to cry <laughs> but obviously <laughs> yeah. you, literally we were, I thought at that point we were yeah. we stayed I, up yeah <laughs> did you <laughs> it was just a yeah, I've, in front I've, of the away fans as well. Yeah, yeah, right in front of the away fans. Um, bonkers occasion game. You were there to 
play football, mental occasion, brilliant, brilliant game to play in. Like, that's what you want to play in, not not a, just a sort of mundane, like, play it out last game of the season, something on it, proper proper game of football. And it, just just a crazy game. And we end, we end up going 2-1 up. Um, the goal there in front of the uh, away fans, that was for an away day. Um, just, yeah, just, again, only other away day like that for me was Derby away. 2-2. And... Yeah, and I know I know it wasn't in the Premier League. People will go, what? That goal is the same as that two. Like in the Championship, two all. And we were we were pony on the day. Like we were we were. Yeah, we were getting hammered that day. The gaffer was going to hammer us that day. We would have got it that day. Yeah, we wouldn't have had then many days off for a while. I think and. Uh, yeah, he would have been honest. We were poor. And then it, we, we we scored there two all. And it was like, how are you even celebrating? Like, if you said something, you take the top off and you drawn, you, you've drew two all away from home. You're like, is that like, you've just got promoted <laughs> celebration. I mean, I get hammered. If you, if you watched it now, just sort of like off, off the bat, you'd think, what, was that a massive goal? And how can it be a massive goal in September? And it, it just seemed to be, it was amazing, the atmosphere in there. And that, that one really stuck for me. So. Obviously, um, in the Man City game, what was your take on the whole Joey Barton incident? Because obviously, for us as the fans, I, I lost my head, I was fuming with him. But obviously, as a teammate and the situation, what was it like for you? When you're playing in the game, it's... Everything happens very quickly, doesn't it? And you, you, you don't, at that point, know what's going on or anything. So you don't have a chance to think. And, and those are my pal as well. So we, we're like, we're, we're pals, like good friends. And so we're playing and we, we, we're knocked about in the same like group in the, in the team outside of football. And, um, but you don't get a chance to think, I think, is we've got, 10 men and we're, we, we've got a place so and none of it, none of it processes that quickly when you're playing. Do you know what I mean? So if yeah. you're in the stand and you're, you've maybe got a little bit more time to sort of go like whoever it was got sent off or in that instance, Joe, I'm fuming with Joe because he's been sent off. This is a joke. The lad, you don't think like that when you're playing, you're just thinking. And, yeah. and, and to be honest, when, when we went down to 10 men in that particular game, our shape didn't actually change because we actually had like two banks of four or a six. And a, we, we, it's not like we had two centre forwards right up there that we could hit. And in the end, we had yeah. one. So it didn't actually playing on the right. I ne- when Joe went off, I didn't feel like they had even more possession because they dominated it anyway. So it didn't change it too much. Obviously, it, it, it probably told because another player, there's more running. And then since I've seen it back, um, and I watched the game um, properly all the way through. I think it was on last year. I think Sky put it on to, to actually, because you've seen clips of it and whatnot, yeah, but yeah. watched the whole game and it was really interesting. Um, and um, I saw that and people go, oh, you, you were saying this, you're sticking up. But if you, if you had VAR now, which we didn't, no problem. Like Joe got done off the ball. Yeah. And I was having yeah. this debate with one of the, City players, I can't remember which one it was on when, when we were doing this, this thing. And so that would have been done. And then they haven't seen that. And he's been done. So in retrospect, and you look back and it still doesn't matter because it's 
it's all in hindsight, isn't it? Well, not in hindsight, yeah, yeah. they have VAR, and I don't like VAR anyway. But I mean, he did get he did get done off the ball, and then and then what happened after that transpired, and but it had already been sent off by then, so yeah, yeah. so it was so it was what it was. But at, at no point I was I was fuming at all, and, and that wasn't because he was my power. That was someone I played with people I don't like. If that was them, I'd be I didn't have enough time to do that. I had to. Yeah. Um, Drink as much water as possible and just keep running. <laughs> it's football. We stayed up though. That's all that matters, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think ultimately, mate, like when we'd finished the game, we'd stayed up, and yeah, it, the the drama of that game makes it look like I, I've done it. Like when I've when I thought about that game and I've watched it back, and oh, we should have nicked that game. But then if you watch the whole game and you look at the stats, you're like, you cheeky bastard. How do you think you're going to nick that game? They had like 25, <laughs> 20, 25 shots, 20, 40 shots. They had 85% position. I'm watching it going, oh, we should have nicked it. I think it's just because there was, what, three or four minutes left and and uh, we didn't hold on. But, I mean, crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy game and, and gone down in history for... For us losing the game, but all I remember is us staying up and having a having another crack at the Premier League. That was that was all like my concern at the beginning of the season, and we did it come the end of the yeah. season. Did and if the lads two two, if the lads got promoted this season, no, you're right. If the lads got promoted this season, and it played out that they stayed up on the last day by default, almost, I'll, I'll snap your hand off now for at the beginning of the season. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, mate, yeah. I cut you up. And that's all right. Did you know at 2-2 that we were safe or were you guys didn't know what, what the situation was with the league table right until the end? So I, I was playing on the right and that was next to um, our dugouts and it was quiet in the ground. Nothing, nothing had happened in the, in the ground like in terms of them having a shot or anything and our bench, a few of our bench went up like celebrating. So I I put two and two together playing on the right. Um, but obviously that was just because I was close to the bench. So I sort of had a massive inkling that I think we, we might be all right. Um, but the lads like Hilly and Deza, who were, who were great friends of mine, they, they were sliding to try and block the shot. And obviously they scored. They're on the deck like... You know they're passionate guys, and they they loved playing for the club club as well. Meant meant everything to try and stay up. So they're they're like devastated. Not I tapped them and shut up. I said I think we stayed up, lads. I think I'm at the bin. <laughs> they were like shut up, like their heads in the bin, like thinking I'm mucking about. I was like no, I think I think we're right, right. And then literally blew the whistle, didn't they? And it was like you never get in that scenario two sets of fans on that. Someone's going to go up. Someone's going to win the league. Someone's going to potentially go down. You, it's very rare you get both sets of fans buzzing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's what happens. It's a bit surreal, isn't it? A massive party atmosphere that day. Yeah, good, good atmosphere, wasn't it? It was, it was good. Um, yeah. I think I, I I always sort of thought in my head what would happen if we if we had got a point and and United had won. Because you, we would have been going mental on our end, like, and they're, they're <laughs> the they're, they're robot. Um, 
didn't happen. Didn't happen. But good, good game and good, good memories nonetheless. So I want to, I want to, I don't want to jump about Jamie, but I want to just take you back to um, what you said about working for Sky Sports and doing a couple of QPR games. I know um, the likes of Tomo when he does his Liverpool, when he used to do the Liverpool ones when he was on there, Letitia when he did Southampton, they used to jump up and go mental when their team scored. Can you do us a favour? Can when QPR score and you're doing them, can you can you go mental? And then in the background, if we're not if we're not in the room, we'll know. Yep, yeah, that's Jamie. QPR's one nil up. <laughs> yeah. I've been. I've been warned a few times. I haven't been given many games. So, yeah, I, I, I get given other games, but I've been warned a couple of times. Actually, um, at quite a few of the, the Sky Studios just down the M4 there. And uh, quite, quite a few of the like, production and the producers and, uh, and, and the people there are QPR fans. And obviously, you've got a few Brentford fans couple of Fulham fans thrown in so there's a good bit of banter going about but we're always shouting up looking for looking for our teams who who scored do you know what I mean so it's uh yeah it's good banter I think people know don't they what, what you're going to do try and hide the fact that who 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 which team you're with you know what I mean it's everyone knows don't they so sorry <laughs> you um you earlier spoke about obviously some of the managers Warnock and um and Hughes, uh but you've played for some other managers in your two spells with the club. Um, what, what were your take on those? Did you, did you maybe not a Warnock figure as such, but, but did you get along with some of the others or, or were some of them a bit more like a, a Hughes? Yeah, um, I would say that everyone was very unique. They had, I couldn't really compare. There, there might be small elements where they, they, they were similar, but I think that, um, I, I can't say I enjoyed playing for, for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank at all. I thought it was it, it, it was really negative the football. Mm. It was I didn't see any I didn't see any progression in where we were going or, or not, and that was long term. But even in the short term in games, I was thinking we, we're in this game to stay in this game, not to we're at home when. The success I had at QPR and any game I played in was the, the fact that it's small, completely different ground to other ones you go to. We play on the front foot at home with that kind of intensity in game plan and you blow teams away. And that I didn't ever see any different sort of game plan to that, that we were at home. We got going and I didn't have that feeling. It was hard work. It wasn't, I love playing football and I, I love it, but it wasn't enjoyable. It really wasn't enjoyable because there were so many restrictions on the on the shape. It, it, it wasn't fluid at all, and I found it I found it really strange in the, in the sense where he was obviously a top centre forward attacker who I thought it'd just be about scoring goals, and he might have to work on shoring up the defence. It, it was completely the other way. Was there Warlock was there, wasn't he? Looking after the team before, was there a bit of? amusement within the squad at why he didn't because we did really well in that short window that he was there was there any players like what's going on here never i i I still won't ever be able to work out why right yeah same as the fans yeah completely completely about that he was getting a tune out of sandra yeah (laughs) you know who who had been binned and and that and he was getting him to play games he's getting minutes under his belt and we we were in a good position in the league maybe I'm biased but I, I didn't I didn't get it and then I, I believe he went from there to Cardiff yeah and look what happened 
at Card, I, 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 I was bemused by that, and um, I, I wouldn't be in the know of of why any more than than anyone else. Why I, I, it really surprised me that call, really surprised me. Getting away from and that, and, just... and, and 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 I and I think it was the wrong call in mm. it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, who who's been the best player at QPR that you played with? Oh, that's... who's your favourite player to play with? Ooh. Question. <laughs> the, yeah, that that will I'll have to that will test me more. The best the best player I played with was Adele Tarat. He's without a shadow yeah. out, and I said that many a time. I, I'd love to see. I'd love to have a debate with you do a thousand of these podcasts with anyone who's played with them and they pick someone else. That would be interesting to see who they picked in front of them. Could you ever see him? Can you ever see him be a defensive midfielder? Like? He's gone in that role now, hasn't he, Adele? I think he's so good at his vision is ridiculous and his passing's ridiculous. So maybe in terms of getting about the pitch and and having that sort of pace to go past players now if he if he, if he can't do that now I can see I can, the only the only thing I'd say he would have had to mature a load to play that position because he'd be trying to nutmeg people on the box and trying to lose because he's the ultimate flair player so that would be your your worry if he if if he's like refined his game to be able to play like one and two touches and but he could easily do that if he wanted to. I just didn't. I, I loved him because you could go here's the ball and you were drawing the game. Why wouldn't you get the ball to him as much as possible? That's the best way of winning this game. And basically, that's that's what we did. It. I'm not going to sit in here and say that I enjoyed. I enjoyed our relationship in that first year in terms of I found him and he, it, it was so frustrating at times, like, like mind-blowingly frustrating. But I was younger than, obviously, wasn't experienced as like I am now. I would see the bigger picture where the, the manager was so clever, the gaffer, where he had Deza, Hilly, Paddy Kelly, Hyder, experienced where they saw the bigger picture going He's using him for this game, not that game, this game, that game. He's allowed to do this, whereas others aren't allowed to do this because we're trying to get promoted. And he knows how we're going to get promoted. And he's probably the, well, he is the key element of us being the difference, maybe. And I, I was 24, 25. I didn't, I was like, everyone's got to do, everyone's got to pull their weight. Everyone's got, do you know what I mean? And it was, I, I, I was the one in the, in the wrong because I didn't see the bigger picture. Do you know what I mean? Not in the wrong, because it is the way it should be done, but he was really, really clever with his man management of him, you know, but it, hands down, I mean, it's stupid me even saying it. Everyone knows how good he is. Incredible. Jamie, just to, I've got like a weird theory and I wonder what your view of it. You know, the way Warnock managed him and let him off the leash further than he should have compared to maybe other players, but I knew why he was doing it. But do you think that QPR as a club or other managers felt the wrath of that? Because then you're trying to rein him in and be a more disciplined Premier League. And then he, because he had been managed a certain way in the championship, that that come back to bite everyone a little bit further on down the line? No. Was, he, was he like that from the start? And he was always yeah, like that. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think that. Yeah, I think that, I think that in the championship, and and I, I, I've actually I've actually spoken to Adele 
a number of times since we finished playing and I'm absolutely delighted that he's still playing football two in great condition and he's playing ultimately a massive club in Benfica and he's playing a lot of football and doing really well which is we all want to see and you know when you get a little bit more mature and you sort of look back I'm like look common is the best I've ever seen and you're you're all different characters in the change room you're all trying to so you, you clash and do that but the respect I've got for the way he plays football is absolutely incredible I think from the point that you said, I think in his heart of hearts, Tarbs will know that he probably weren't fit enough to play the way that he did in the Championship and do it week in, week out in the Premier League. Because he did it in glimpses in games. I think maybe Fulham in the Premier League, he ripped it up that game. There's more games than that that he did, but it was more glimpses where the Championship he had like on toast. Now, in the Premier League, everyone's quick and strong. Like, there's no doubt. And I know they are in a championship, but it's, again, goes up and up. But also, everyone's really good technically as well. Now, he could have, if he was as fit as he could ever have been, the fittest he could literally everything dialed in, I always thought he could be playing for Man United if, if he had it all. And that's, I guess, that's the, that's the difference, isn't it? Because, so I think it wasn't a question of how he got managed. Yeah, he got managed like that for a reason, but if he wasn't managed like that, he would have been not as good in the championship anyway. So I think yeah. it came down to that. I think it came down to that. I want to ask you a question I've always loved asking on this podcast. Um, so a five-a-side team, your QPR era, you're the gaffer, who are you picking? Five-a-side team? I, 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 I think I picked one before for QPR I, I, on, a, on a show. And I said it would be Paddy in goal. And then, so I'd have Paddy in goal. And then it was, I had Hilly at the back, just because if you didn't, then basically we'd score 20, but concede 21, maybe. <laughs> so it'd be in trouble. So, and, and I would just love watching him because he would literally be him against four attackers and he'd like be loving it, throwing his body in the way of everything like he, like he does. So that, and then I would go Ali, Hoagie, uh, uh, Hogan, Ali and Adele. They were seriously Team. talented. Yeah, they were seriously talented. But that, was, that would be in my first spell. The only player that I'd put into that from in another spell was obviously a beer race and obviously he can come in and out when he wants no problem because he's he's an absolute he's an absolute star and you could see it from day one the natural balance and ability and amazing kid as well like, like I love wicked, wicked guy but uh, Ali Ali falling I, I say Adele's the best player I've ever seen but I mean this this guy was was different like Serious, serious talent, like as good as, as oh, you, you, he was amazing. And, and I felt horrendous for him when he got injuries, like I think everyone did, because he could have kicked on to like serious levels. And, and Hogan as well, people forget that first year. He's, he's a serious player, technically great ability on the ball. He could do things. You, you'd watch him sometimes, you'd go... He's got serious talent in him. So I'll put it this way. I'm not sure I want to line up against him in a 5-0 court. 
<laughs> Not that I'd ever get fit to play five and five, by the way. <laughs> Clint Hill will be there in case it kicks off, won't he? In that team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be sweet. The other, the other four will be like, well, no, Paddy will have a go as well. <laughs> yeah, the other yeah. three are just so, trying to nutmeg people in a fight. <laughs> so we're gonna just a quick one. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but we're gonna do a quiz for our podcast from now on about how the players know their career. So I just want to give you a few questions. I'll go quick, see if you can get them. Yeah. So how many yeah, goals did cool. you score for QPR? 20, 24 or 28? 24. Yeah, that's one. You scored on your debut at home to Barnsley. Who assisted you? Oh. <laughs> Hogan. Yes. Yeah. And then away at the first as well. <laughs> yeah. Who scored the first goal in the Derby 2 all game? Pat Adjin, man. Yeah. Good goal as well. Great good goal, goal as well. Yeah. He, he was yeah. a unit, him, wasn't he? Oh, Adjin, yeah. <laughs> With, he, 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 had, he had great feet as well, but was big. Like, yeah, good guy as well. Pro- proper good guy, Adjin. I met him in a nightclub, mate. He was massive. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> so in, in season 11 to 12 you scored seven prem goals for which team did you do the double over Blackburn away no Swansea oh w- what do you mean that I scored two, two in so, yeah. you scored yeah you scored two and you've done the double over them home and away you scored a double in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you scored two against Blackburn, yeah. Wait, I read that out wrong. Swansea, I meant. Swansea, I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Which manager have you played the most games for at QPR? Walnut, Holloway, or Hughes? Mark Hughes. No, Walnut. 42. Oh, really? Who did I, think it was, I think it was Holloway next, wasn't it? Did we have a look at that? Yeah, it was Holloway. It was, that... was Walnut 42, Holloway 40, and Hughes 33. Really? I'm miles off of that then. Who, wow. did, who did you get your only red card against? Oh, wait, well, Preston. Never been a red either. Fuming. I'm so <laughs> good But I'm still fuming about it now. I might go and find the geezer now. Fuming. <laughs> like, it wasn't even... It, uh, it wasn't even that... Late. It wasn't even, like, late, dirty, anything. I was fuming. I went in that next week. I said, we're appealing it. We're appealing it. <laughs> Jack went, no, nah, it's not, it's not going to work. We'd get another ban. I was so fuming. Absolutely. Oh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> An easy one. Yeah. How many caps from Scotland did you get? Oh, nine. Yeah. Well done, mate. Done well on those quizzes. You'll be right up there. Yeah, I've, I think why I, um, with the uh, Mark Hughes one, I think because it threw me off because I got injured halfway through the season, but then I forgot the gaffer was there when I got back fit. And it, it, he stayed actually for a while, didn't he? Yeah. See, we thought it was Mark Hughes. We, we, we thought that would be the answer, but no. Yeah. No. Holloway, Holloway is a good character. I enjoyed that time at the end with, with him. He, he was he was funny at training that. 
I can never <laughs> get over just... it. No, that oh. starts. You, know, you must see the video. I can never get over it. <laughs> That's when we drew with Brentford at home, wasn't it? And he, yeah. he, he danced in the yeah. dugout. Yeah. Then he, and then he went <laughs> mad because the fans left, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that was the start of the end for him. I think that uh, <laughs> if I remember. Yeah, uh, Jamie, we'll probably let you. We'll, we don't take too much of your time. I, I guess what we. What about? Have you got any predictions for the season for QPR? Are you going to commit to? But I, you know what? I, I mean, we, we can do a little prediction if you want. No problem. If you want me to, if you want me to put my neck up right on the line. But I, for for me, we we started it off by going we're we're looking forward to the season we're optimistic and I think why not be optimistic I mean when you're in change rooms you know you try and play it down and all that but I'm a believer of Dan well we think we're gonna win I'm not going around going oh we're gonna win the league this year no problem but I think that the, the end of the season was brilliant from from January and I think the missing part was Charlie and and Johansson a bit of experience that they got they've got that now and They've got a really good style of play, which I love that it hasn't been broken for a while now in terms of a new manager of a completely new idea. So these lads have, have known the same messages for a while and they've been tweaked to stop conceding as many goals. And, it, and it's evolved in the last year, probably, to a style that I think, I mean, you guys will say, but I mean, I like watching and especially when, when you're getting wins with it, it's like a double... It, it, it's even better because winning without a doubt is the most important thing. We all know that, but the way they're playing. So I, I think, what, what do you want? A number on it? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Position. I, I, see, I seriously think that the, the playoffs is, it, it, it's yeah. definitely attainable this year. And I think, uh, and I, I don't say that from being stupidly, optimistic I, I just think that I, I really like the team and I've really liked from when I was speaking to the lads and or a, a few of them I only know a limited number of them but people within the club it seems like there's a really good atmosphere within the within the group there and that's massive for for a season which I don't think probably had the right blend for the last quite a few seasons so I'm excited let's see what I'm happens what, what a season is. Yeah, and I think it? it should be buzzing. You've got, I, I, I think, I think the, the, the reason I don't go top two in the championship is just because teams that come down, it, there is just a gulf in terms of not, not, I don't believe necessarily players, but just, I know they haven't necessarily gone mental, but resources are, are bigger, aren't they, at other places? And I think that playoffs is a great place to sort of, have a, have a really good aim for and it's hard it's hard to go we're going to win it to, for any club isn't it but the, the funny thing I find is that if there's a podcast for every club in the championship bar a few most are going to say I think we can get in the playoffs and that's mm. the beauty of the championship there's so many teams have, uh, have got a sniff of doing it um, maybe not Derby and there's a few clubs who are in a in a relatively tough position compared so can't wait for it and buzzing to to get to the games on coming on Saturday and um well up for it it's going to be quality top man Jamie well thanks and for coming I'll go, on I'll go. oh I'll you're go. going to say a position you're going to commit 
Um, I'll say fifth. I'll take that. Snatch Randall. <laughs> and I'll say, I'll say fifth. I'll say Charlie top goal scorer, but obviously you're not going to give me great odds for that, are you? So, no. <laughs> but he is, he is an absolute animal. I, you, you can watch him all day. Just I, you see in pre-season games, uh, Cambridge. He lost. Someone lost the ball. It might have been him, and he sprinted back twenty-five yards, mm, slid yeah. on the ground, nicked the ball off off someone, sprayed it out wide, and then he's. And I think people people say he just scores goals. He, in that team, I think he's a proper a proper leader for them. Exactly what the sort of younger players can look up to because he's been there and done it, and he can still. I mean, he's in in the in the box. He's an animal, isn't he? So. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to it, lads. We captain next season, I think, for me, Austin. That's what you need, isn't it, in the dressing yeah. room? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Has has captain been announced? Or? Not yet. No, not, no, not. But Lee Wallace think, was, wasn't he? He was the captain yeah, okay. for the United game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I think quite often, like. Strikers traditionally aren't captains just because of like where you are on the pitch. But yeah, like I think I think also with Charlie, he doesn't necessarily need he doesn't he doesn't have an ego to say I need to be captain, I don't think. Like he'll just lead anyway, he just and he leads by scoring goals and holding the ball up. So sometimes you can give the armband to someone and it gives them another ten percent leadership. It might be worth doing that. Do you know what I mean? I'd give it to I'd give it to Dicky, but I'm biased because I think uh, <laughs> he plays it. but he plays at the back, he plays every week, plays every minute. He he he's become the leader. It'll give him even more, it'll give him even more responsibility in terms of being a leader. Um that that wouldn't be a bad shout. He was the captain at Cambridge uh, on Tuesday, yeah. he was the captain, yeah. Yeah, Maybe. so yeah. So uh, what level do you reckon um Rob can get to? Do you think he can make it as a Premier League centre-back? Yeah, I do. I do honestly believe he can. I honestly believe he can because he's, he's technically very gifted. He, he, he's got high, he's, he's aggressive and, like I say, he's becoming a leader now. So I think in the right side, that I think, I think 100%. There's, been, there's definitely been worse players who, who have had the opportunity to play in the Premier League. And I think that, um, you know, he... he, he yeah. He 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 um he he deserves. It. I think he I think he can kick on to that. Actually, I've got no doubt he can kick on to that. And to be honest with you, I think he will. Let's hope it's yeah. with with QPR because that's that's yeah, always definitely. the best way. Go up with your team and play. To go up with your team, then to play and have the opportunity to stay in the Premier League. Your team's better than getting a move and and starting all over again because you don't have that same connection. So let's hope he does it and and all the lads get the chance to play in the Premier League. And I don't have to. I don't have to be going past the Premier League ground every time I go to Sky or out of London doing my editing. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, we'll let you go, mate. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it, top man. And uh, we'll all watch out for you on the telly and um, on the Millwall game. If we see you, we'll say hello. If you fancy a pint, yeah. we'll be in the pub. Wicked, <laughs> <laughs> all over. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I see you, you guys about. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No worries, Jamie. Uh, top man. Top yeah, man, mate. Oh, cheers, mate. No worries, mate. See you. Bye. Well, that was great, lads, wasn't it? Top guy.
Really optimistic as well, isn't he? He shares our optimism, which is great. All right, lads, well, quickly before we go there, we'll do we'll do some predictions. What, do, what I want from everyone quickly is result, Millwall result, star man for next season, top goal scorer and prediction for the season. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first if you want. Uh, so, Millwall, I'm thinking we're going to win 3-0. Nice home win. Start the season off right. Um, star man for the season. I'm going to go Chris Willock. I think it's going to be uh-huh. a big season for Willock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I think, I think we're finishing the playoffs this year, but I don't know. We can't pin down a place, but I think we'll, I think we'll make the next step up again. We like progressed each year recently. I think next step up is playoffs. That's got to be the aim. So about dark horse player, anyone dark horse, um, Andre, I fancy. I think think I've not seen, I've not seen a lot of him. I think he could do something. I think I, I don't know, don't know much about him. I didn't see much of him in Ipswich, so I'm mean, looking forward to see what he could bring to the team. So he's my dark horse. What about you, Brad? Uh, same as Punk, really. I think Chris Willip with Starman. My dark horse, I think I'm going to go Lee Wallace. No, I just shouted it then, but I think he's going to have a blinding season. Um, top goal scorer, I'm going to go Lyndon Dyke. And QBR Millwall, I'm going to go 2 1. And the atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. I'll go 2 0 QPR. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, Star Man. I'm going to go Dark Horse first just because I've got it in my mind. I think that Jimmy Dunn's going to be a bit of a Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, Great shout. I think he's going to be. I think he might even score some, some good goals in the air as well. I think he might get a few. Uh, young player. Willock, are we are we classing Willock as a young player? Willock's young, right? We go Willock. Yeah. And then we go, go Willock, mate. Star man. Star man. I think Johansson's gonna be our star man. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be that centre, the catalyst of everything going forward. Good. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one all Millwall. I'm trying to be a bit Ooh. not so optimistic, mate. Yeah, I know. Oh, I just feel like so it's very QPR. Very QPR. <laughs> I'm gonna go um Chair to be star man. Top goal scorer will be Austin. And dark horse, I would go Sam McCullum. I would go Jimmy, Jimmy Dunn, but Sam McCullum is my star man and my dark horse. Yeah. All right, lads. Well, we'll, um, we'll see how we go Saturday. And um, good luck. Yeah. See you there, boys. boys. See you there, guys. See you there, boys. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.